What was it? The stuff you put in a drink. Chloral hydrate. Quick, but mild. And? Take it easy, O7. My escape route's only for one. Hello, dear listeners, and welcome to the James Bond Complex, the podcast where we discuss and enjoy the James Bond phenomenon in all its shapes and forms, from Fleming to the films and everything in between. Ooh. I'm one of your co-hosts, Edgar. I'm uh, Matt. And we're bringing you a special episode today, dear listeners. As many of you in the fan community know, there's a Casino Royale concert happening this very weekend in Toronto. It's today, th- October Thursday, October the 11th, Matthew and I are on our way from Montreal to Toronto Mm -hmm. by train, and we figured, well, James Bond, his villains and his girls, locomotion by train quite often throughout the series, so why don't we have some fun and record an episode in the train while on our way to uh, Toronto, our favorites. Well, not our favorites. We're going in chronological order of of, uh, when they're released, and there's a lot that happens. Sometimes it's some lunch, sometimes it's some psychoanalysis. Sometimes it's a fight. Sometimes it's a little bit of afternoon delight. Uh, yeah. Um, some, sometimes there's uh, there's even a tank at some point. Um, yeah, we get crazy sometimes. Uh, so we'll go. I guess we'll go by like you said, chronological order. Put them in our prefer- preference of order. Uh, so there's going to be a number one, and a number two, and a number eight. Oh, you want to rank them? I think we should okay, rank we'll them. Okay, we'll try to rank them. All right. And at the end, I mean, it's just going to be personal and preferences. Um, so it's going to be uh, interesting to mm. discuss. Yeah, because they're quite different one from the other. Some of them are barely three or four minutes long. It's really just a fight. And there are others, like from Russia with Love, where they're in the train for a good 20, 25 minutes, and a lot happens. Yeah, like we exposition. won't be watching 25 no, minutes of the movie. No, but, but it's funny how there are a lot of details, and a lot of things happen in some, whereas in other cases, like almost nothing happens, yeah, really. Th- uh, Two-minute scenes. Yeah. You're after the races. So I guess uh, I'll pause the recording, watch the sequence, and come back. How All about right. that? We'll be back All after right. these messages. <laughs> about that old man i uh, that's a granddaddy of all train sequences mm, mm. and it's a you know there's no i don't think there's any st- stunt work in in that scene in so far as stunt actors i think it's pretty much robert sean sean Connery. Oh, it's, all, all, it's only them they rehearsed that for quite a bit um it is an incredibly intense fight there are two things watching that right now that struck me and it's you know one of those things where you've seen a scene so many times you start paying attention to different things the sound uh, that when when bond takes uh, red grant and he knocks him against the swinging doors it sounds like there's a, there's a thunderstorm <laughs> <laughs> yeah the, the and, and robert grant like hits what well, hits but he lands on uh, tanya a lot she must have uh, some bruises and even she didn't partic- participate in the fight i'm sure she's had to be blurred that's why she's so dazed and confused <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she has a little bit of brain damage because of the fights, all the blows that she... Close quarters. Yeah. That's always fun. That's like always fun. Poop, poop. Yeah. And I like the blocking. I the like... The camera's tight on them, mm. too. I love it. But it's funny. It's... Mind you, 
filming techniques have changed a lot since the 60s, but uh, I'm glad you brought that up because, yeah, you're right, the cam camera is very tight in on the actors, and yet it's, it's very comprehensible. It's, there's nothing confusing about the angles, about the editing. It's very, not to say simple, because obviously that took a lot of work to, uh, in the editing room, but it's extremely well shot whilst being very frenetic at the same yeah. time. And that's quite impressive, I find. Uh, it's simple but effective. I mean, I only brought that scene because, I mean, it's the most... Mm. It's what most people talk thing. about yeah. when they think about the train scene from, uh, from, from Russia with love. But like you said, there's like 20 minutes of the movie that takes place in the train itself. Yeah, but there's a lot of good stuff there. I do like... Uh, like when they stop, I can't remember if they're in Zagreb, but they stop, Bond gets off the train, and he might be waiting for Karim's son. He's meeting up with Karim's son, and it's a shot from outside the train, and we see Connery in the foreground, and we see Grant in the background in the train, and it's like a dolly shot, and it follows them as Grant is spying on, on Bond for all intents and purposes. That's actually one of my favorite moments in the film. Yeah, all of all these sequences are extremely uh, well shot, but it, they're not—they're uh, not overly, uh, I wouldn't say uh, produced, but they're not in-your-face sequence. There, there's something in the background. I think the filmmaking does is not uh, too evident. He tells the story. He's, the filmmaking services the story; doesn't show it, show itself. Mm -hmm. And uh, it becomes a becomes a distraction to the story. Mm. It just it's just part of the um, uh, of the tapestry of the movie. But there, yeah, I love those sequences when you see like uh, James and uh, Tanya running towards the train, and you see in the background Red Grant, and mm. he's always somewhere, and he has a striking mm. visual presence because of the blonde yeah. bleach blonde the hair. Yeah, yeah. He's, you always notice, and it's uh, it's. it's fairly well cast movie too and there are things that work on on multiple levels in the sense that we as the audience know that red grant is the enemy he's a specter assassin he's pretending to be a um, he's pretending to be james bond's ally yeah and they go to the restaurant car they order fish <laughs> that is one of my favorite bits and so they order some wine. Bond orders some white wine for him and Tanya. Um, Grant orders red wine. And if you pay attention, blink and you miss it, but Bond looks up at Grant for half a second. And that's almost the moment you're like, oh, I think Bond is on to this. Something's not right. I love that moment. That's too. one of my favorite sequences. It's something I brought up in my own personal life. If I fish and somebody orders wine and if they... They, they drink, they happen to order red wine with fish, and I'm like, <laughs> you're commie. You're wet for Spectre. One of these things is not like the other. Well, I don't know. I'm not sure. They're former communists in Spectre. Yeah. I don't know if they are communists, but nevertheless. <laughs> nevertheless. Yeah, that's a, that's a great moment. And I love uh, the, 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 not the playtime, but the, um, the amusing uh, repartee between uh, Tanya and Bond when he shows him the dress and you know that i will wear this in piccadilly you know. they, they, they are fun together they are they're they are charming as hell like they well, are as karen would says charming charming <laughs> I, I love karen yeah, unfortunately I, this is where we lose karen also 
Yeah, it's, uh, it's, I, I know we brought this up when we reviewed From Russia With Love, but the description of the, the, the uh, aftermath of his death is, if I remember correctly, it's fairly good representation of what happens in novel. Mm. Like the way they, they, they seem frozen in, in, like, in battle, kind of like, yeah. it's, it, it's striking. Visually. They went down as, as warriors. A, gris, a grisly death, but one fitting for the roles they had to play yeah. in their professions, I suppose. Uh, but it is still sad to see him go. He's mm. such a big character. There, there really is a void, I feel. Not that the rest of the movie isn't good. It's a fantastic ending. But the ab Karim's absence, you, you feel it. I feel it. It's like I wish Karim had made it through to the end. But, of course, he's the ally. He's, And they all die. So. Yeah. Well, not always, but he's the prototype. To mm. the, all of them are a version of Karim Bay to some degree. And even uh, with his name, Mattis, and... Uh, in Casino Royale, or even Mr. White to some degree in uh, Spectre. That's true. That's, well, he kills himself, mind you, but, but still, he, he, he bites the dust. He becomes an, an ally temporarily. He, he, he buys the farm. Um, what do you think of the, well, it's not an interrogation scene, but when uh, Grant has Bond and is... Uh, on his knees? On his knees. Oh, it's gr it, it is a tense sequence, and you're like... Mind you, this is the second Bond movie, but you're like, how is he gonna get out mm. of this one? And you look, you start to remember, oh yeah, he has the attaché case. Oh, he's gonna, how is he going to be able to use that to his advantage? And then he, and he's, oh, I'm gonna buy a cigarette from <laughs> you. And it's, it's actually, I think I like it better in the movie than in the book. In the book, if I remember, they they go in the tunnel. It's dark, and he takes a. Book? He protects himself from the bullet with something, I feel. There's a book that uh, I... Shoots? Yeah, it shoots, but he uses it to protect himself, and it takes the the, the, the impact of the bullet, saves him, and he's able to surprise uh, Grant. It's not bad, but it's cooler in the film. In the film, oh, it's a visual medium, so it's, it's, it's better. For, it, it wouldn't have worked um, how it's described in the book. It wouldn't have been as dynamic or exciting as uh, what mm. they ended up mm. making. That, that, that's one of the, the most. It is one of the most definitive um, fights in the entire series. Like it, it, because before that you had what a, a few like 1950s yeah. fights in Doctor No, and this this. Is yeah, this else. one. This is the first time in the series. Bond blades at one point too. Yeah, well, he looks kind of haggard at the end of the fight as well. I mean, Red Grant. He, Bond comes out on top, but Red Grant's roughed him up quite a bit. Uh, and and um, there was something I wanted. All oh, right, another one of my favorite moments is when uh, Karim, unfortunately, uh, they discover his body, and the uh, ticket control man is next to Bond, and uh, you know, Bond's like, you know, you better keep this hush hush in it. It would be difficult. So he gives him some money. I'm sure you'll be very well rewarded in addition to what I just gave you. I will try. <laughs> and Bond gives him a look like, how expensive are you, man? <laughs> so, yeah. Anything else about this, uh, this sequence? Um, it is the granddaddy of them all. Uh, so, I mean... We're going to rate them. Do you want to rate them as we go along? Or do you want to give it a rating? Sure, yeah. And we can maybe, you know, adjust the ranking based on... This is kind of fun because I don't know where this is going to land. So obviously this is... It's number one because it's the first one we talk about. I, it, it'll, be, it'll be difficult to dislodge this one from the number one. I'm not saying impossible. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying impossible. But it will be difficult. It will be difficult. R right You'll have now, to bribe me. Right now, I would agree. It's, 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 uh, 
it's number one because there's we have we haven't gone through all of them, but I don't think it'll stay because it, it there's some of the filmmaking is a little bit dated, even as dynamic as the fight is. Some of the moves are a little bit. Those jumps when they want when one wants to jump on top of the other, those jumps are kind of telegraphed. Yes, it's like a diving. He's like diving off a dive board to go into the pool almost. Yeah, <laughs> I, I noticed you chuckling when we watched it, and I'm like, yeah, it's it, a little bit dated, but still, it, it, it's it's effective. Mm. It, like it's a movie that's over 50 years mm. old, but yeah, I don't think it'll stay number one. I I think it'll stay in my top three. But I don't think it's going to be number one. Interesting. And of course, Grid Grant gets hoisted by his own petard with yeah, the, the garrot. That's very good, very good. Shall we move on? Sure, we, we should. We should. Go to Lim Lan not, not long, and it's at the very end of the movie. Yeah, it's at the tail end of the yeah. movie. All right. <laughs> and we're back. We are indeed. That's quite uh, a fun one. There are a few things that uh, I notice in that sequence. Uh, first of all, I, it starts at sunset, and then it goes into the night. I kind of like that transition. That's not something I, ever, I actually ever noticed before, because it's a Bond and Solitaire playing gin rummy, and it's sunset. I do like the fact that she beats him, though. He, like, he doesn't <laughs> like that at true. all. Lucky um, at cards. Yeah. And what a nice, perfect, clean cut out of the bag when uh, Tihio, it's just like the most perfect, just the most beautiful, beautiful cut. I was like, mm, I don't think there's a knife on, in the part of his arm where it's, oh, okay. Let me ask you this. Why does the movie shy away from showing that it's Tihi? Are they trying to make us think that maybe somebody else took the arm and it's taken his place or something? Are they shying away from it? I think they're trying to build tension. I guess it does. It works. I just find it funny. It's not like we haven't seen this character yeah, I before. There's a little thing I noticed uh, for the first time. Uh, it's something I think the, the, the uh, from the book, but he gets his name because of the way he laughs. Because when he's choking Bond's about to kill him, he's going... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's kind of like doing the TV mm. sound, but mm. it's a little forced, though. <laughs> yeah, like it, I can't do it the way the actor does it, but he's he's trying to 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 bring that aspect of the book. So I'm like, oh, okay. I do appreciate the fact that he's he must be a very big uh, Bruce Lee fan because uh, when he tries to uh, oh. chop down Bond, it's like yeah, yeah. It's around the same <laughs> Strange time. Strange little. Oh yeah, absolutely. Probably 70s. Absolutely. Uh, I find that was an odd little choice. But clearly they're not, I don't think they're taking that sequence. Like a lot of the Roger Moore action beats, like they're well choreographed, they're good, they're fun. You can also tell they're, they're rarely, I won't say always, but they're rarely taking it as seriously as they could. And I think you can sort of, f I feel that in this scene. Yeah. I, I love it. But it's also kind of a little bit ridiculous and joking. It's, it's, it's kind of silly. I mean, he's, uh, he's Everything is like all the fight moves are telegraphed. I mean, and <laughs> Roger was not known for no. his great physical ability, so it's uh, it's more or less like and, and the way he gets rid of them by cutting the cords. I do love the reveal that you at first you think that it's only his forearm that no his entire arm from yep. 
that hand to the uh, shoulder has been removed, when yep. you notice that all much of it is gone, it's like it's kind of horrific. Well, thing I, I well, doesn't he say that when they go to the farm and there's old Albert took my whole arm, whole, yeah. whole arm off? But it, it, I, so it's made the the seed is planted I it in your mind. was just the forearm that that was gone initially. I think. But I think the seed is planted in our minds, but you do tend to forget it because it's just sort of a throwaway line, you know. Well, mind you, Bond does reply, you know, good job, Albert, you know. <laughs> but nevertheless, when it's revealed, it is shocking just because, you know, the guy's whole, his whole arm is now mechanical. Um, and the little thing that I, know, I, I didn't pay attention to, and now I'm thinking of, when he first, uh, en- first enters the room, uh, he's trying to, well, uh, there's some mumbling ranting about oh I feel like a complete woman mm. and he just the slightest touch of your hand <laughs> and he's slowly hinging towards her he's about to cut her fingers off well, probably which might be a callback to the book well also to 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 the girl in the movie when Bond is about uh, she, uh, she she um, had a little discussion with uh, with Mr. Big and Bond he's like oh tell me the serial number mm. of uh, his watch and she misses and he's trying to cut the Bond's fingers, and he doesn't. No. And he's about to, to, yeah, I know. to actually... He's finally going to get off on cutting uh, her fingers. Finger, yeah. And Bond shows up. And I love the way he distracts him, just throws the card at yeah. him. It's very yeah. improvised, very Roger Moore-esque. The little, uh, the little head nod mm-hmm. when he notices him. It's very brief, but I think there's a little head nod there. It's oh. like, it's oh, okay, there. we're under control. I do like the fact that when the, uh, the pincers are uh, stuck to the... Uh, the wind, uh, the wind handle, uh, the uh, window handle. Excuse me. Bond doesn't like toss him out. He sort of like, who checks his neck? Okay, I'm fine. I'm all right. Whew, man, that was tough. <laughs> oh, he's still here. Let's toss him out. Uh, he sort of takes a breather for a few yeah, moments before. Like, before taking out the garbage. I love. I yeah, not that I love, but I, I think it's a little bit lousy when oh, he's threatened. He's about to be choked out, and Bond looks to the right. Oh. Obviously, I have my uh, uh, my suitcase open and I have some wire cutters because I have some wire cutters. No explanation for that. Not a Q gadget. I don't have something on my watch. No. So I'm, he takes the wire cutter and yeah. goes to town on the Teehee's arm and flips him. I like Teehee's glare where he, the eyes suddenly bulge like, oh my God, <laughs> he's cutting the wires. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> I love the final appearance of uh, Baron Seventy at the end. That's probably the highlight for me of this entire sequence because he's probably the most memorable villain of that movie. He is. I think he's also my my favorite. Well, him and the cab driver. What's that? What's shaking, baby? <laughs> relax, Jim. Relax. But yeah, no. Apart from the cab driver, I would have to agree. Baron Samedi, which is Saturday for you people who speak French. Uh, why, would he, why would he say that to people that speak? the language that's saturday for you foreign folks who speak well, there he's a he's a and a tourist um, shouldn't he be saying for that saturday for you people who don't speak french unless that is what he says and i misunderstand it i i keep hearing that's saturday for you people who speak french i'm like well, i, I speak french speak i know that already french I maybe but yeah. yes uh, papa shango at the end of the movie there uh great stuff really really cool and you know the man who cannot die so oh. proof is in the pudding he's already died twice I think in the film he gets yeah. his head blown off and uh, he gets thrown the, uh, the, the, uh, with the in snakes the coffin, yeah. yeah the coffin with the snakes yeah. still there still, still there, there. Still he probably still is walking among us somewhere he's probably on the train somewhere he's probably on, on our on train uh, <gasps> at the front laughing yeah. 
So honestly, they could actually like if there's a villain from previous Bond movies, they could actually recast and bring back. That's one of them. I'd love to see them recycle. Can would, you imagine a Daniel Craig Bond and? Uh, and you don't Baron explain Samity? him. You just he's just there. <laughs> he's just a hitman, and, and he looks exactly and behaves exactly like he does in Live and yes, Let Die. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Perfect. Be pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. Anything else about this sequence? Um, no. Yeah, so it's it's time to uh, move on to. Uh, well, where do we put it? Number two. Ah, uh, yes, uh, it's going to be number two. Yes, so yeah. close, so close. But oh, really, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't think it's going to rank pretty high. I, 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 they're, they're, they're mm. And it's not that it, it's a bad sequence. It just speaks to the quality of the other sequence. Even yeah. some bits and pieces of just dialogue scenes, I feel like this one. There's, it doesn't bring anything else. The character is just a action sequence for the sake of uh, being an action sequence. Yeah. Well, it's sort of the Mankiewicz, uh, it's a Mankiewicz highlight in the so insofar as, you know, the final villain is vanquished, but there's this one last little battle because yeah. Winton Kidd come back in Diamonds, Tihi comes back in uh, Live and Let Die, and um, Nick comes, comes back in Golden Guns, so it's a, Man it's a Mankiewicz thing. He loves that stuff. He loves that. He loves his, he loves his secret identities or his masks or whatever the case is, and he loves his, uh, his henchmen coming back at the end of the movie. All right, so uh, uh, up to, we're, we're off to... Uh, Italy. Italy. This is, uh, this is one of the highlights of the... Uh, am I talking into the... Good? Yeah, no, no, right, it's, right. It's, it's, it's working. Uh, this is one of the highlights of the, of the film for me. I know we just talked about Live and Let Die and how it's, it's very choreographed and the choreography is, is kind of slow. But what I appreciate about it is that it, it's close quarters and we're talking about, oh, by the way, we're talking about the spy who loved <laughs> me. And, and, you know, Roger's not getting, getting any younger. It's not as though Richard Keel is particularly athletic. He's, he's lumbering, he's slow, although he obviously has a lot of muscle. But I think they, they, they use their limitations, and it almost becomes strengths yeah. of the sequence. It is slower, but the feats are more impressive. I find, like when he lifts Bond and he, you know, slams him against the ceiling. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, what's We're it? in a train. Yeah, <laughs> Richard Kill physically is not, and they're both slow, so that takes speed is out of the equation but Richard Kier is so much stronger so much physically more imposing when when Roger gets uh, strangled like he has two fingers on his jaw and two fingers are on his throat it, it, his it's hands crazy. are massive it's absolutely insane meat hooks he's just he's so outclassed physically and Bond is like desperately he's trying to land a few punches doesn't do anything. There are a couple of looks that Bond gives sort of in Jaws' direction, and there's a little bit like, how am I going to get out of this one? I can't believe it. I'm like, okay. Because obviously when James Bond punches someone, I mean, you're down for the count. Yeah. And this guy just keeps going. Just keeps going. Oh, no. That didn't work. And There's a little bit before the fight. We Obviously, you know, the clips we have available are just the fights, but there's a couple minutes. I do like those couple minutes where... You know, we won't always be on the company's time. And, you know, how about a nightcap on my company? You know, it's stuff the, the like that. I do like that. You know what? They, uh, Steven Spielberg stole that sequence in 
the Temple of Doom. There's a sequence where Kate Capshaw and uh, Harrison Ford are uh, uh, sort of flirting with each other. Yes. And, and, and then Kate Capshaw's like, is he going to come into my room? Is he? Yeah, it's the, it's the <laughs> exact same sequence. I'm I don't like, know if he stole it, but... Uh, he was inspired by it. It's Imitation is the best form yeah. of flattery. I, th- I think the, 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 the punchline is better in Temple of Doom, but it's, it's more or less there, each other on their side, like, hmm, I'm thinking about the other. I'm like, mm. is she coming over? Um, should I go over? Eh, I don't know. I don't know. Am I going to come over there? She's going to come over here. <laughs> yeah. You're enjoying yourself too much. Uh, but no, and the, uh, the, the way the, the, uh, it concludes, uh, well, Josh shows up and mm. he's in the closet. It's horrific when he shows up, the way he's like looking at her. <laughs> like, It's very horrific. It's uh, funny that we're recording this in, in about mid-October. Halloween's coming up because that's like a jump scare. That's a yeah. proper jump scare. So it's scary. Like, uh, uh, Jaws, to me, was super scary as a child. He's, he looks like Dracula, like the black hair. Mm. Like, I want to suck like your blood. Like, uh, huh? I want to suck your blood. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I want to uh, bite your neck. I, I'm not sure if he's going to suck the blood, but he, he's no, a biter. Don't give sure. you a nice hickey. So, yeah, no, when he shows up, I mean, when Bond tries to fight him, at one point he uses a piece of wood. <laughs> Josh just takes, him <laughs> takes yeah. a bite, throws it. Mm. I think that's when Bond looks at him like, uh-oh, uh-oh. I might be in trouble <laughs> this time. How about how Bond defeats Jaws? Uh, it's a repeat of live and let die uh, he just looks to the right and there happens to be something he can use as a tool I but this one's worse I find because in live and let die it's edited differently but the way I, uh, I the way I interpret it in live and let die is that he grabs the pincer quickly and cuts one of the rods and then it's too late like he's like oh god what was that then he cuts, a, cuts another one you're done for man you're stuck on that window window uh, handle whereas in in spy he cracks the light, and Jaws like keeps his mouth wide open with his shiny teeth. Like it's very. I think it's better in Spy. Really. I, I think it, it's convenient in Eleven Let Die that he has the the, the wa- coat wa- the wire cutters just next to him in his suitcase. There he just up- he takes what he has on him. Oh, I have a lamp. I'm gonna break it. I'm gonna shock him. Like it's opportunity that. Like he improvises, so I think it's it's better for the characters, but in the staging, it's a little bit bizarre. Like I I know what you mean, but it still works. It doesn't hurt I the sequence. I, I feel that I I liken that moment to the moment where they're earlier in the film, yeah, earlier in the film when they're in the uh, not at the pyramids, but at the um, spot where there's obviously some restructuring going on, reconstruction going on, and. And Jaws lifts up the huge rock and drops it his own <laughs> on his own foot. Like that's sort of sign number one that Jaws won't be entirely scary. Though it'll be a little funny. And I find this is another one. Not that I, it's not that I mind necessarily. I just find it's 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 too staged for me. And then you get this that weird slow motion. Like they they crank down the frame rate when he's tossed out the window. Very yeah. strange little moment. That's there. actually Bob Simmons that. Uh, Oh. doing the stunts. Yeah. Jeez, Bob Simmons is He's not that tall. The jack of all trade, but he just—it's the way you present himself, and you barely see it, just yeah. a second. But it's from behind. Yeah, so, so it doesn't ruin the scene. But and the way he dusts himself mm-hmm. up at the end. Oh, I love that. I, I love, love that. See, but that's one of those things. That's like that's a comedic moment that I kind of like because it—it's funny, it's cute. It also 
shows you, well, you can throw this guy out of a train. <laughs> he's just going to dust himself off and keep on keep hunting going. down Bond and, and Anya. Uh, Anya, by the way, gives up a bit of a fight, but she's so overmatched. Outclassed. Like, yeah. It's, it's like, and we've, you know, Anya, you know, we've seen her in action. She's pretty, pretty tough, and he just, like, slaps the shit out of her, and she's down for the count. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm done. I'm uh, I am going, so we're at number three here. Yeah, so I'm going to, this is going to leapfrog over Live and Let Die. I'm going to put this at number two. Just, I love, I love it so much how they, they take two older, slower actors and they really get the yeah. most out of the act. I, that impresses me. So it's going to be number two for me. Uh, it's number two so far for me too. I mean, it, I don't think it's going to stay there, but it's still, it's still effective. And like you said, the, the, they take weaknesses and turn it into strength. He doesn't move that fast. They both don't move that fast. One of them is tall and one of them is smaller. So we're going to use that the most efficiently. And, uh, do you, did you notice the dummies? There's a shot you can actually clearly um. see when he's slamming in against the roof of the train. You can see that. Really? It, yeah. It's, uh, I, I, I would show it to you again, but there I can freeze frame it and tell you that's a Roger Moore dummy. But see, I don't look for like we're in the we live in the day and age where pe and I, I'm not I'm not criticizing because like billions I've of people do that. I've seen those movies so many times. I, like I, sometimes my my mind starts to wander and I, it doesn't ruin the experience. I'm like, oh, it, it's charming to me. It's mm. inviting to to notice a little mm. trick they use. I'm like, oh, that's kind of cute. Why that's a clever a, idea. I mean, he's clearly actually lifting Roger Moore. So I wonder why would there be a dummy in a shot? He's not lifting him. For a no. few shots, he, when he's slamming against the roof, it's not Roger Moore. You see the reaction shot from Roger Moore. You see the dummy and you don't see Roger Moore's face. You just see like hands and legs. Oh, okay. And then you, when you see close up, wow. it's the difference. There's one shot where it looks like he's lifting him up. But I'm pretty sure like he, they, he only, they only did that shot hmm. once and, and when he puts him to the ground. He lowers him. That's a Heck of a convincing dummy because it fooled me. I'm yeah, the no, dummy. It's a, it's a convincing <laughs> dummy, but they use it. They, there's only one shot where you can see a little bit that it, it's. You can see hmm. that it's not Roger Moore, but most of it works, still works. As you say, it does not detract from the experience. No, so. it doesn't. So, so are uh, we done with Spy? We're done with Spy. With uh, so we're now moving a little bit ahead to uh, the 80s with Octopussy. Mm hmm. And it doesn't matter a damn to you, I suppose, that thousands of innocent people will be killed in that accident of yours. Better than letting a handful of old men in Moscow bargain away our advantage in disarmament talks. On your feet, General. You're going to stop that train. It's too late. You can stop it at the border. Back from uh, uh, <laughs> watching Octopussy. Guess who's back from the dead? Uh, <laughs> uh, Roger. Roger. Uh, uh, full confidence. Um, I kind of flubbed when I made my playlist and I forgot about Octopussy. So uh, w when we we are by the fact that we're editing this, um, mm. it's gonna mess up our, our tally at the end. It's, it's not going to match what we have for further episode until, I think, uh, the second Spectre. So it gives you an idea where we noticed our mistake. Mm. Uh, but, yeah, I'm surprised how much I enjoy this sequence, man. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Uh, there, there's some interesting things about it. First of all, I, I think there's a lot of interesting 
uh, lighting going on. I love the moment when uh, Bond is in the tunnel spying on Grishka and Gobinda as they're, he's not sure what they're doing exactly. He's outside sort of the little red cart and there's a shot where he's in a corner in the dark and there's like this vertical like shaft of light on his face. Like that's, especially from John Glenn, like you don't see that kind of stuff very often. There's the smoke when he's fighting Gobinda on top of the train in the tunnel. That's a little bit different as well. They could be using smoke because, you know, it's a bit of a slower fight and they want to add, they want to set some mood. They want to make it more intense. So, you know, make it mis make it so that maybe the audience can't see perfectly well what's going on because of the steam, smoke, steam, whatever it is. But I think it looks awesome. Um, the, char the train is a character in the sequence and you see every part of the train you go underneath the train on top of the train inside the, the train on the, the train. side of the train i'm like I, I was watching the sequence i'm like if we're talking about train th this is number one <laughs> th this is you no know, we just didn't see the engine room and the bathroom yeah that's pretty i much mean it. that's pretty much it like it, 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 it is it's a, it's a, an exciting sequence because um that sneaks in there's a lot of spying so he's he's trying to, mm. to find out what the villains are doing so like the golden eye sequence, a lot of the main characters are here. Bond is yeah. here, Octopus is here, uh, Kamal Khan is there, Gobinda is there, uh, Mishkin Both Grishka yeah, are there. Yeah, both twins are there. Um, uh, not Uramov, but um, now I'm thinking of golden eye, but um, the general, you know, the West. Steven Bar Barkov. Decadent. Barkov. Yes. <laughs> Steven Jerkov. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's, he's there as well. It's funny that. If, if I'm going to offer one complaint, it's sort of near the start of the sequence. I feel I can all whenever I watch that sequence, I can always feel I can tell that they're not sure how to make it so that the general and Kamal Khan know what's going on, but not Octopussy, but she's there in the room <laughs> with them. Yeah. So she's sort of just there in the background and she doesn't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> like, is she paying attention to what they're talking about? Probably, but. No, it's um, it's like it, it, honestly, I'm surprised how much. And the music, it, this is the summer of Battle of the Bones, so they're really using the uh, the max. Like this is the first time we've heard as much of the Bond theme in an mm. action sequence yeah. as we are doing. It's like every time he's Bones doing something. True, although Barry does create some nice original work for this. I'm not complaining either way. I mean, I I love me some Bond theme and I love. Me some berry, so uh, I, I, I'm in I'm in mm. heaven right now. Mm. Um, so I do like the little moment when Octopussy's writing something down, and she can feel another cart suddenly connect to theirs, because she obviously doesn't know that there's a cart with the nuclear bomb in it. So she, she thinks they're probably ready to go. It's very quick, like blink and you miss it. But she sort of like tilts her heads up, like, "What was that? Like, <laughs> is there another cart connecting to us all of a sudden? I thought we were finished here." That was kind of a nice little, nice little touch. And, um, I think one of the stuntmen almost got killed when he shot that sequence. Yeah, I think he smashed his leg completely against something. He was hanging on the side of the train because uh, Roger was tired. He was tired of hanging on the <laughs> side of the train. Yes. So they, you know, for once, you know, for the one time that the stunt double decided yeah. to earn his paycheck, uh, he got hurt bad. It's a great use of, of, of stunt of stunt people because, I mean, he's. Um, they use like close-ups of Roger Moore when you need them, mm. but it's physically it's believable. Like I I I I I find it's a really well edited sequence. I ag 
agree, and I'll go one step further and say um, I think a lot of people would agree that he probably should have quit after this one. Some people say he should have quit after Free Eyes only. I disagree. I think, the, but the reason why I disagree is this is the last time when Roger looks just okay enough and the stunt work is great. A Vito Kill, as we reviewed, yeah. you know, utter disaster. It's part, it's part of the charm of a Vito yeah. Kill. Is yeah, if you, if, you know, if you can have some fun with it, and we, and we did in our <laughs> review, but if you want to, like, watch the movie a little bit seriously, that movie's a complete disaster. Whereas this one, it's just, it's getting there. It's, it's getting, getting there. there. But it still works. This it's is the one last time it works. It's one Tarzan yell of uh, yeah. being too much. Piss off. Sit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so normally, this time, we are moving to... Uh, the second, uh, the London Underground, the London Underground Skyfall. of Skyfall. Um, so where do you, oh wait, before that, where, where do you want to rank this? This mm. is going to be the fun part. Of, uh, yeah, because we were pretty confident with some rankings a few moments ago when, until we realized we forgot about Octopussy. Um, let's see here. My number one is from Russia. My number two is Casino. I put, um, I put GoldenEye as my three and Skyfall as my four. I am going to now, I know some listeners are going to say, Edgar, you're a Roger guy, so that's why you're, you're giving him some love. No, I think the stunt work and the variety of the stunt work pushes it over Skyfall. So it's not going to be, you know, it's not going to be GoldenEye or Casino Royale, but, it, but Octopussy is now in fourth place, therefore pushing Skyfall down to fifth. Uh, I'm shocked, but... Because uh, you're more, much more of a Roger fan than yeah, I am. Yeah, but we're yeah, but we're but evaluating the action scenes. Yeah, I know, I know, but you know. Um, so so far from from what we've discussed so far, if we add up this chronologically, um, I have from Russia with love in as number one. I have uh, the. Uh, I thought the Goldeneye was your number one. Yeah, but I'm editing this chronologically, so oh. we haven't heard Golden. We haven't watched Goldeneye yet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have fun. We, we should keep this in, actually. Yeah, I'm gonna keep this in. Uh, so normally, <laughs> I, I have from Russia with Love as number one, uh, The Spy Who Loved Me as number two, and Live Live and Let Die as number three. Uh, now, uh, Octopussy just to menagerie. Uh, I'm gonna put Octopussy as number one. I I I, 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 I letting it. you know it won't stay number one, but yeah. it. it it has I, I, the, lo the use of the Bond team, the use of the location, like they use the train location mm. as much as you can physically use the train. They go on every side of it almost. Mm. So, yeah. You know what? I don't know. I mean, mind you, I, I forgot about the whole editing thing, so I actually included GoldenEye in my ranking. But you know what? You're actually making me change my mind. I think Octopussy's going to climb up to three. GoldenEye's now four. Yeah. No disrespect to GoldenEye, but there's two things that that makes Octopussy leap over GoldenEye for me is uh, there's more variety and you get to see Maude Adams <laughs> getting that little I massage forgot about that. that's a good point, good yeah, point. in 1995 1995 a goodie a, and it's, it's a lot of characters in this one it's the first time we're talking Pierce Brosnan on this podcast ever yeah ever we've never discussed anything with Pierce Brosnan you so excited far. I am super excited. I'm super excited. Let's do it. Let's do it. Good luck with the floor, James. I set the time as for six minutes. Same six minutes you gave me. It was the least I could do for a friend. <laughs> what does that mean? We've got three minutes. 
Jim. Mm -hmm. This time with Pierce. Yeah, Goldeneye. I just have, this is obviously the train sequence. Uh, that funny looking train with like a face at the front, it almost looks like. Yeah. Um, I only have one thing to say. Mm. <laughs> uh, a lot I'm happens in this sequence. All, all, almost every principal character is in this sequence, mm. except for Boris, yeah. who's um, in, in Cuba. Cuba. And one of them dies. Uramov. Yeah, General Uramov dies. Gets, uh, gets the bullet, bites the bullet in this, in this sequence. Um, so essentially, Natalia is uh, kidnapped by Alec and Uramov, and of course, uh, what's her face? Zinia Onotop. And I don't know where this train comes from. Why does he have his own train? Very uh, elaborately decorated inside, a great dining car. It's a Cold War era uh, train. It, uh, you know, it's decorated. Like when you see, it, there's the uh, the red star. Mm. Like it's probably uh, a Stalin like. Uh, probably, yeah. Train that's been reappropriated exactly. for the Yanis group. It, it, it is so cool. I mean, this this entire. Like we we're not we're not yet um, reached the moment where the we Brosnan. can discuss. Yeah, so first time we discussed Brosnan, but this is this is definitely one of my favorite. It's the first one I saw in theaters. I mm, still remember like th this entire sequence, just the train, the tank. It's. I know it's it's very ballsy. It's big. Look, it's big. It's bold. It's Bond. Like Alex says, only Bond. Like, <laughs> of course, nobody else is going to think of doing something that r insane. You know? But if you want to show somebody a uh, Bond sequence that has to, uh, that more like encompasses uh, every aspect of uh, the, the James Bond uh, character, Meadows, and you don't want to show them Goldfinger, and you want to mm. show them a scene that has a train in it, you could show that oh, sequence, absolutely. and it's everything's in there. You get you your get, money's worth. You get the explosions, you get... The character, the, girl, the henchwoman. It's, it's really rapey. I I forgot about that about uh, mm. Trevelyan. He's tr he's really. Well, that's what I. Uh, that's actually what I kind of like about Alex Trevelyan, in the sense that you know he's a he's a former double O, mm -hmm. so he is the dark side of Bond. So much so that everything we sort of think Bond is awesome for. Well, Alec does all of that, but the evil version yes. of it all. You know, James and I shared everything, absolutely. Everything and he really goes for a kiss and like Natalia wants none uh, of this. None stuff. of it. None of this. Me too. Hashtag me too. Y well, yeah, it kind of is a me too scene in there. Uh, Twenty years uh, ahead of the ahead of the curb, but um, yeah, I, I do. I really do because we've seen Alec before as a villain, not not a, a ton, but we've seen him a little bit as a villain before. But he's he certainly shows his true colors, the more icky side of his yeah, of his character. This is this where sequence. he really. Starts to uh, ooze evil. Mm, like the first time yeah. you see him is in the uh, the, um, the statue. Yeah, the gra not the graveyard. What am I saying? Statue, the, yeah, uh, it's statue, statue yeah. graveyard, yeah. monument graveyard, I guess. And it's a fantastic sequence. But there, in the sequence, he's just I'm gonna like be lecherous. Mm. And when Bond finally gets and the way he gets into that, it makes the train stop. It's just. Yeah, it's just great with the turn. Well, if, if everybody involved in this accident, there's really only one that seems to really like it, and that's <laughs> Zena. He's going to ram us. And uh, yeah, he's going to ram you, all right. Two of my favorite Bond girls are in this sequence. And both of them couldn't be more different than than mm. to each other. Like Zena and Natalia are so different. 
but I love them diff for yeah. different reasons. But oh, absolutely. I, I thank and Jensen. I mean, she's had a great career after Bond, and she's probably my f mm. I love Famke Jensen. She can be the good girl in like in the X Men movies mm. and the nasty S. It's, it's, it's tongue in cheek. She's playing it to the hilt, and, yeah, and know, God bless I her I for like that. I like it. I like it. That's what I want in a Bond movie. I want some mm. like over the top. And she has a few uh, like or you know, I had to ventilate someone. She has a few uh, mm. funny lines, mm. and she's just mm, so, so. Like the part when she's sucking on her finger there. Mm. <laughs> no, she's. Yeah. She's fantastic, but it, uh, y y uh, I, and also I have to bring this up. But I not only have I seen this movie often, but I've played the video game. Yes, this man. entire sequence is in the video yeah. game, almost yeah. beat for beat. Mm. But there's also a tank sequence, although that's uh, before I would guess. That's yeah. the level before. It's, uh, it's before, and I think in the video game, you you board the train. You don't stop the train. You board the train. Yeah, there's a sequence mm. where you shoot down people and you finally get into the train. And then the train, you shoot more people, and you get to Trevelyan and uh, Natalia and Xenia and Rumov. You shoot Rumov, and then uh, Natalia is like doing her 1995 uh, hacking. Mm. Crazy fingers. Uh, yeah, crazy fingers. That they, they type nothing. Like, you just blah, 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 blah. Great typist. You just typed Google. I should print out what they, what they type when <laughs> they do sequences like that. Mm. It's just nonsense. Um, but I loved in that, that sequence. I love uh, do, uh, with the uh, the watch. This breaking the golden eye watch. Yeah, the, the golden the golden eye watch. Yeah. Just breaking, like burning the latches off, mm. and it, uh, you have the, you have the constant timer, and it's so exciting. And even in the in the in the movie, he says, "Oh, uh, I'll give you the same three minutes uh, you the gave me." Six minutes. Six you gave minutes. Me. The least oh. I could do for a friend. <laughs> and the, the entire sequence, you 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 have also. A bunch of miniatures everywhere, mm. like the train yeah. miniature, the helicopter. I'm pretty sure it's a miniature. One of those last, uh, what Derek Meddings, I yeah, think, was the miniature. Movie. And well, it's also one of the last Bond films where they really put a lot of. I mean, I'm pretty sure there's some miniature stuff in Tomorrow Never Dies, the boats. I'm guessing, yes. but I'm having trouble imagining major sequences post Goldeneye, post Tomorrow Never Dies. That oh yes, that's. That's a great-looking miniature. I can't really think of anything. Maybe the sub in the world is not enough. Maybe uh, in the world is enough. The, the the pipeline, the pipeline sequence, the stairs miniature when it blows up. Oh, okay, um, that's cool. Dire than the day. I trying to think. There's so much green screen. There probably <laughs> is some miniature with the the eyes. Certainly not that plane at the end. No. <laughs> By the way, we uh, since this is the first time we ever talk about Brosnan. Brosnan himself, very intense, very yeah, focused, not very punny in this sequence. We'll get to Goldeneye when we <laughs> get there, but you know he's facing off against his former friend, so he's kind of peeved at this yeah. point. You, 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 you first, then you second. Yeah, I just want to say I think, notwithstanding maybe a couple of exceptions, I think Pierce Brosnan is is among the better dressed oh. Bonds, and in the the suit he's wearing in this. I Freaking love this. Suit. Man was born was to it wear Brioni? I think Brioni dressed Brioni him. dressed him for his entire run. And there's something about that suit with the Kalashnikov in his arms. It's like that's so Bond, like a Russian Kalashnikov, and he's dressed in Brioni. Like, yeah, that's that's exactly what he would be doing. That's perfect. That's perfect. Fantastic. And, uh, I mean, th th there's an element of both Bond when he he's when he's struggling. Uh, Natalia says, "Oh, shoot her! I don't care about her." And 
you know he kind of does. Mm. He wouldn't do like book Bond would, but I was thinking the same sequence with Connery. Connery, would, you would actually feel like you <laughs> wouldn't care. Like I'm like, oh yeah, that is is Brosnan's Bond is a little bit more human mm. than, but he's still a little bit more like. Thank you very much. I'm fine. Yeah, he's trying. Yeah, he's trying to be uh, Sean Connery and Roger Owen at the same mm. time. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, but for Goldmine, that sequence, it, it's perfect. Yeah, no, Perfection. absolutely. And it, it ends on, you know, it's very forced dialogue, <laughs> but it's funny at the same time. I it's it's bad, and it, it's bad dialogue, but it's... They sell you it. You want that on a Bond movie. Absolutely. It's absolutely. perfect. Are there any other standard standard operating procedures? Thousands, but oh, I only sure pay them with service. She's so beautiful too. She is an absolutely stunning, mm. stunning woman. Fantastic. Oh. Today she looks great. Yeah, both of them, even Franka Jensen for yeah, like uh, uh, they're, they're they're fantastic. And the uh, Franka Jensen that amazing character still has an amazing care. I mean, um, yeah, so she's great as the wife in Taken. Uh, she's great <laughs> as Jean Grey, um, but oh yeah. She, I, I haven't seen Taken Three, uh, partially Neither because I. I know she she dies in that movie. I'm oh like, yeah? no, I don't want to see that. She did. She did um, the uh, adaptation of the uh, Bill Cosby spy show from the '60s with uh, Eddie Murphy, uh, I Spy. Oh, okay. She I has a sequence, and it's, and it's kind of stupid. It's near the end, where, you know what? Uh, we'll do that for I Spy retrospect. Yeah, the I Spy, the I Spy complex. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I guess we move on a decade in for a decade in the for future. Casino Royale. Yep. Wait, 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 wait. Before we do that, I forgot to ask you where you want to rate this. Where do you want to rate this? Where do I want to rate this? You know what? It's very elaborate. There's a lot going on. I like the ones where there's a lot going on more than the shorter ones. Yes. So this is going to leapfrog over both live and let die and spy i'm gonna put this at again f we we only watch the fight in from a show of love but i'm taking into consideration the dinner cart the charming charming the oh would you like to hear my life you know so i'm including everything i still like that a bit more so golden eye is going to be second this is not my number one it's a fantastic choice it's ev you have everything but you get 21st century no, not 21st, but <laughs> 90s aesthetics. You get 90s. Like, it's very 90s, but it's still Ugh, more it's modern. It's so 20th century. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I, I like it because, I mean, all the characters. Like, it's you get characters, you get action, you get ridiculous gadgets and vehicle destruction. And it's perfect, perfect bond. Oh, it's awesome. The only thing I would, you know, the score. But, I mean, the whole score is a little iffy, but... The, the score I thought worked. There, there's like stings. Like it's it's not one of the mm. most showy pieces mm. when it comes to the score. There's there are score moments where you're like, wow, what a, what the hell am I? This works for that sequence. Mm. Like, there's it, it creates subtle. tension. It's, it's not bombastic. It's the opposite. Yeah. It's the opposite of what most Bond scores do. Yeah, that, but for that sequence, it works. Mm. It works in a few sequences. And there are other sequences you're like, you're like what? Especially in the beginning of that movie, but yeah, no, it works. To me, it's number one. Number two for me. I'm sorry. <laughs> Let's move to Casino Whale. We'll be back. Now, having just met you, I wouldn't go as far as calling you a cold-hearted bastard. No, of course not. But it wouldn't be a stretch to imagine 
You think of women as disposable pleasures rather than meaningful pursuits. So as charming as you are, Mr. Bond, I will be keeping my eye on our government's money and off your perfectly formed house. You noticed. Even accountants have imagination. How was your lamb? Skewered. One sympathizes. Good evening, Mr. Bond. Good evening, Miss Lind. How do you like this poker thing? Hmm. How do you like your lamb? Secured. One sympathizes. <laughs> I remember that we're at Casino Royale, obviously the scene where Bond and, and um, I almost said Money Penny, although there is a Money Penny joke in there, but the, the scene where uh, Bond and, and Vesper Lind meet for the first time, I remember, I just want to preamble this very quickly by saying, I still remember to this day uh, seeing the film in theaters for the first time with some friends and we all, you know, we were all Bond fans. I was maybe the bigger Bond fan of the group, but we, we were all pretty, pretty much Bond fans. And I remember sitting in the theater, and that scene ended, and me and one of my buddies looked at each other, and, and we both thought, did we just see, like, the best Bond scene in <laughs> the entire franchise? I think we just did. <laughs> That's yeah. how good this scene is. This and this there was no fight in this one. There's no fight. It's well, there's a fight, but it's a psychological yeah. battle. It's it's verbal uh, sparring. Sparring. That's the word I'm looking for. Psychological <laughs> emotional warfare. <laughs> it's, it's a, and it's it's a feature for, I mean it's it's the scene that made uh, Eva Green's career. Um, she's just gorgeous and she. She's, she's such a good actress. She just. She explodes. Yeah. She has so much charisma. What's funny is that. You no, know she's selling uh, cars now. She. Uh, huh? I saw a commercial on, uh, I think it's Instagram. Oh, she's, she's part of a marketing campaign. Yeah, I yeah. thought you, the first thing that came to mind is that she's well, at the car sh car yeah, dealers. I wish she was. <laughs> no, no, she, in she's, Montreal. she's doing commercials for, I think it's Jaguar. Possibly. It's a Bond I, brand. Yeah, I, I, you know, obviously, I mean, she's coming out of the hotel and she has like a, I think it's a Jaguar there by, mm. I think it's a Jaguar, mm. and she's going to the car and there's a thunderstorm and oh, oh, oh Miss Green uh, there's a big thunderstorm and she goes oh, it's just electricity nothing to be afraid of with her voice and just like ooh mm. um, great so voice smoky voice I like yes, it a lot yeah, yeah she's, she's she, yes I saw pictures she's a smoker um, and no she it, 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 she is the best written Bond girl which is the complete complete opposite of her um on uh, on the page uh, counterpart because I, as I previously yes. mentioned, the legendary amorphous blob, <laughs> never forgotten. I know. We try to bring it up every once in a while because it's so memorable. <laughs> it's like the first book. It's the one. It's the one Bond wants to marry, and the verdict is this is an amorphous <laughs> blob. <laughs> Why? <laughs> um, but no, it, it, she she she's alive she she has mm. a character and the, the verbal uh discussion they, they have when the, she tries to analyze her and she analyzes him back mm. who do you think got the like uh, to me uh, she, she she got bond like that i don't think bond well, we got don't her we don't know Vesper as well as we know bond so obviously when she says things that we know is part of his history when she says things that we know are part of his history, uh, it's easy to award her some points. Whereas we don't really know Vesper Lynn's background. Um, you know, was she an orphan? 
it's never really revealed. I think it's easier to say that Vesper comes out on top because, well, you know, if you know your Bond and you've read your books, uh, yeah, w a lot of what she says is spot on. But she, um, we, when we end up learning uh, the truth about her is that she's in fact she, she's a double agent. Uh, you kind of get the sense that his analysis mm. was based on the face assumption because she's she's a f she's putting yeah. up a front and she's pretty good at it and he's always uh, uh, near the end of the movie he's always like oh, you, there's something you're and it's it, it is uh, something that's in the book but there's like he's picking up on something mm -hmm. on some distance yeah no i think there's some validity to that the fact that she is a double agent makes her even harder to read than we than we might fr at first assume um Although then again, he says, you know, judging by your reaction or judging by how you ignored the quip about your parents, I'm going to have to go with Orphan. Then is she such a good actress a as Vesper Lynn, not, not Evergreen? Like, is Vesper Lynn such a good actress that she's, like, pretending to play along? Like, like be a hell of she's a hell of a good spy, if that's the case, yeah, <laughs> which, she which she could be, but uh, that'd I be quite impressive. I think she's, she's on defensive mode. But aren't you on the defensive when, you know, when we strike at the truth, and it's a truth you don't like, aren't we all on the defensive? I, it's hard to, yeah, I don't know. She's That little shift, that little uncomfortable shift in your seat, and that mm. smile, you're smiling, but you're not really smiling, you know, and there's yeah, a yeah. lot of that in that scene from both. I mean, she obviously yeah. reads him like a book, but. And she knows a lot about male fashion. That's something I, for the first time, because she knows, th like she's, Talking about mm. the way uh, uh, he wears his suit with this thing, but she overcompensates by wearing slightly masculine clothing, so there could be that at play too. But later on, she she had him tailor the uh, mm. suit ja like a, a yeah. tuxedo yeah. fitted for him just by looking at him. I'm, I'm like pretty sure if she can imagine what his ass looks like, <laughs> she can imagine the rest of the body. But it's it's what something. A bad. She, she 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 knows. I don't know. I don't know if it helps define the character, but she knows a lot about male fashion. Mm. What's uh, what I and it's also a classic case, albeit terrifically written with great dialogue and wonderful actors. But it's also that classic case of, you know, lovers to be who hate each other at first. Oh, yeah. There's some sexual tension, but uh, personality-wise, they they disagree with one another a great deal. We know where this is going. You know, it's all in the writing. It's all in the dialogue yeah. and the tit for tat. It's just that their tit for tat in this scene is is so well written and the dialogue is so well delivered that you know it doesn't matter if we've seen this a thousand times it's it's, it's perfect it's wonderful You're correct good assumption all right uh do you have anything else to bring except maybe the ranking yeah i'm gonna put this not on top of goldfinger uh, goldfinger golden knight um not on top of from russia with love i'll leave those two on top for now, it's going to be number three above The Spy Who Loved Me and Live and Let Die. Interesting. So Live and Let Die is at the bottom. The Spy Who Loved Me. So we're at the yep. Kingston Just Station. Just so listeners know, we're currently in Kingston, Ontario. <laughs> Just in case you're wondering, you can Google map us. Yes. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, uh, where do you rank it? You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to put it second. I'm going to put it second. Above GoldenEye, Spy, and Live and Let Die. And I think the reason why I'm going to do that is because 
I actually really appreciate the fact that it's a train sequence without a fight. It's it's a train sequence under different circumstances yeah. than normal, and it's so well acted and so well written. You know, we're doing a train sequence episode, so we got to include it. It's a fantastic scene, and it's showing Bond and the Bond girl under different light. So not only is it doing something different, it's doing it extra extraordinarily well. So I'm going to give it second place behind From Russia With Love. I agree with that, sir. I agree. Didn't change your ranking? No, no. I'm keeping. I'm keeping. I'm still keeping. But you make good points. But uh, still, still number three. Mm. Still good. Absolutely. And it's not like live and let die. Uh, we had a good time with it. Yeah, it's I mean, just like I said, you all rank of these, these are all fine. Mm. It's just that when you have to put yeah. a ranking on it. Like somebody's gonna be number some, one. Some great some scene. Some great scenes are greater than others. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So now we're moving uh, a little bit further in the future. We're moving to Skyfall. Skyfall. And there's two train sequences. Yeah, we'll be watching this. Sh uh, do you want to do one after the other? Or let's yeah, watch we'll one do and talk one, about we'll it. Yeah, we'll do the other. Okay, fair enough. Let's go to uh, Istanbul. Yeah. Take the shot. I say take the shot. I can't, I mean it, Bond. Take the bloody shot! Agent down. Bloody shot. This one, this is a long one. Uh, there's no, but unlike the other long ones, there's just the one thing. It's the chase for this um, hard disk of some sort, or this USB key of some sort. The, the knock list from Mission Impossible, if I understood the plot complete. Sure, if we want to go down that road, if you want to play that game. Uh, I can name a few things Mission Impossible probably copied. Oh, I know, I know, I just did. That being said, you know, so it's a very extensive sequence. It's more about the spectacle, though. You know, from Russia with Love, there's more than just the fight. Goldeneye. Goldeneye. There's uh, Goldeneye, there's more than just for the, the standoff, for example. Whereas this here, it's, it's an extended chase. It's an extended uh, action sequence, essentially. Yeah. So what do, we, what do you think of it? It has a classic action set piece um a battle on top of a train <laughs> i yeah. think every like there, it's something that i it seems to me i've seen in other movies in cartoons in like stupid tv show i think i've seen uh, a couple ones on smallville back in the day uh, fight that uh, and even video games fight a, a truck <laughs> sorry i hate doing that Ooh. <sighs> Yeah. Um, a, a flight atop a train. It's fantastic. Mm. It's the speed, the wind is everywhere. You could go into a tunnel at any moment, which actually almost happens in this Skyfall sequence as well. Um, it, it, it's, it's, I actually kind of prefer what happens just before the fight atop the train. I like it when he's with the, the dirt digger. The dirt the bike uh, chase? Not the dirt bike chase, but when he's manipulating the, the digger. Oh, the digger. Yeah, actually, I love the digger. Um, I, I always, I'm like, why does he try and protect himself? He's mm. going to get shot. And like, he yes. gets shot. Which is actually a neat little moment. We don't see, I mean, it happens in Thunderball. 
and there's a fake death and you only have twice, but it's rare that we see Bono really get shot. Like he's like wriggling in, in the conductor seat of, of the digger because yeah. uh, he gets shot. Yeah, it's very intense. And it, it, like the injury is, is uh, it's debilitating. It hurts in the entire mm. picture. His uh, aim is bad after that. The uh, scene where he hangs on to the uh, underside of the yeah. elevator in Shanghai. He's, uh, proves difficult due to the injury. Yeah, it affects him. Like even after the movie, at the end of the movie, I'm like, is, is he, is he really fit to be a double agent? To me, no. the entire picture, it's like it's 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 proof that he really isn't fit for the task anymore. Oh, stop! <laughs> but no, it's a, it's still a fantastic sequence. Uh, but like, if the bullet does, shouldn't the bullet should have killed him? But definitely the fall. The fall should have killed him. Absolutely. That is absolutely ridiculous that he's still alive after a fall <laughs> like that. I mean, that is a precipitous... That is a Max Shrek fall. Yeah, I mean, pretty much. Max pretty much. Max Zorin. Max Zorin, right. Uh, and yet Max. I knew who you were talking about. Yeah, same actor. Um, no, well played. And yes, I, I, I completely agree. It should, but then, then again, I mean, there's so many unrealistic things. It's one of those things where there's, there are a lot of unrealistic moments throughout these films, throughout this franchise, and yet... Maybe because that one is sort of being presented as a more dramatic and realistic one. Because of that, I sort of, you know, raise my eye like, what? <laughs> He's going to make out of that alive? Anybody would die from that. Yeah. Very strange, that. Or very strange, but it's, it's, a, it's, it's a well shot action sequence. It's very, it's very uh, sleek. It's very, mm. uh, every, everything is perfectly done it's very 21st century i would actually say it's very sam mendes sam mendes i wouldn't say he's great with a it, his action scenes because he's done two bonds you know we haven't done our, our proper skyfall review and we haven't done our proper specter review but i do like his action scenes but there's something very sort of like beautifully packaged about it's them it's cold think. it's I don't know about cold. Not but cold, but there's something. Um, I feel like it's someone. I feel like it's someone saying, "Well, I don't do action, but I'm making a Bond movie, so obviously I have to deliver some action. But I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna make it look stunning. The pace is different. It's not. It's not like Casino Royale. It's not like certainly not like Quantum of Solace. Uh, it's not even like the Brosnans. There's something about the the editing and the montage and the mise-en-scene, as the cinephiles like to say, of Sam Mendes' action scenes that distinguishes them. It, does it make them better? Does it make them worse? You know, that's another conversation, but I feel I can, I can tell this is a Sam Mendes scene. I, you know what? It, it is like comparing a master, like a master painter, like, uh, not Da Vinci, but uh, Rembrandt, somebody who's really meticulous, uh, he's gonna make good portraits, uh, but it's comparing Rembrandt to Jack Kirby. You know, Jack Kirby's gonna make it's pop. Mm. It's very mm. flashy. Yeah. It's very like dynamic, yeah. but it's not. It's mm. not as defined. It's not. There, there's not the, the as much attention to detail. Yeah. Every, you don't see every wrinkle. Uh, so uh, it, it, it is somebody uh, who's used to do mm. portraits doing a comic mm. book so it's it's lo it looks good but there's there's also the fact that um not only is it sam mendes but it's also uh, what's his face who was nominated for a billion oscars and finally won it for blade runner shooting the picture and um 
So, uh, you know, when you have Sam Mendes directing and that guy, I, I can't remember why, I can't remember his name now, very famous cinematographer. I know. When you have, cin when you have that cinematographer and that director, like, you're not going to cut it or shoot it like Quantum of Solace no. or Die Another Day. You're going to package it beautifully. Again, very good scene. I loved watching it. I love watching it every time. But it is distinguished. It's, it's refined. Mm -hmm. It's refined. It's like it's beautifully, perfectly, prettily packaged, as opposed to sort of being like super intense and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. You can go too much on the uh, one direction, too much artsy and fartsy. That's actually Quantum of Solace, where it's trying to be too artsy, but it's it's edited. Disadvantage. It, yeah, it it's not a, it's scenes. not properly edited, and you have Skyfall. I, I think Skyfall. It's a more artistic-driven movie, and but it still has the action. But I, I still think the sequence works. So I'm gonna rank it. Uh, let's see my ranking that I have so far, because I wrote mm. it down. Um, I think I. I'm yeah. going off the cuff. Off the cuff. Uh, I'm going to put this at number three. Let's so. What's your number one? I uh, number one, Goldeneye. Mm -hmm. Number two, from uh, Russia with Love. Mm -hmm. Number three, Skyfall, mm -hmm. the uh, the opening okay. sequence, uh, okay. train fight. Mm. Uh, I'm going to go number one from Russia. Number two, Casino. Number three, Goldeneye. Number four, Skyfall. Then Spy. Then Live and Let Die. So it's my number four. Well, more or less the more same. More or less the same. Good sequence. Uh, very elaborate, but I think the other the other sequences they're either either the, the the viscera is is superior, or there's more storytelling, and I like that. Whereas yeah. this one really doesn't have any story. No, not but that I mind it's that. It sets up the story. Yeah, it though. sets up the story. It's like it's it's 15 minutes of action to set up a plot point, which I have no problem with. It's a Bond movie, but those other scenes that I'm ranking higher are accomplishing more. Yeah. All right. So now, for this time, we're going to move to uh, Spectre. In the underground. Uh, the Skyfall in the underground. Uh, Skyfall underground. Skyfall Spectre. It same. makes me confusing. Same director. Same type of name. Yeah. All right, let's do it. They both have long sequences in London. Yeah. Do I get on the train? Bon. What? Get on the train. one this one kind of makes me think we're at skyfall we're in the london underground now and this one kind of makes me think of goldeneye in the sense that it's not non-stop action it's more the tension it's like bond bond and silva are basically engaged in a in a match of of, of uh, cat and mouse yeah. but in the london underground so we're not exactly we're in the the subway train a little bit but the, the sequence is not exclusively on the subway train. No, I mean, no. filled with people. There wouldn't be a whole lot you could do with it anyways. Honestly, we're reaching. We're, I, I, I just, like, I propose to include it, but because he's on a train, mm. but it's it's like five seconds, but mm. it's, it's still... Well, he almost gets hit by a train, then yeah. he goes on a train, and then he almost gets hit by a train again, 
when the subway uh, train uh, smashes through the wall right on time. Yeah. See, Silva's a great mastermind at planning <laughs> this stuff. Such a incredible, incredible. Makes the Joker look like a retard. I know. That Joker has nothing on Silva. I don't, I don't know how much there is to say, but I hadn't seen it in a while. Mm -hmm. But watching all of these in order, I this is maybe one that there's maybe a little bit less to say about this one because it's just sort of he's following him around. There's a little bit of repartee between Q and Bond. I do like, <laughs> I do like it when Q sort of looking on the screens and get on oh, the train. I see you. Oh, there you are. I know where I am, Q. You know, <laughs> I do like those little moments. Uh, I used to have it pretty high on my list. Uh, all, all watching, watching them in order, talking about them. Uh, this is uh, this is gonna be my uh, bottom. Yeah, I unfortunately. It's under live, live and let die. Yeah. Easily. Uh, it, it, it as well. I'm gonna have to put it at the bottom for for me. Uh, there's just maybe not. I can appreciate what they're going for again. As a scene in that film, I think it's great, but for the purposes of our <laughs> episode, yeah, it's the worst one. It's the least exciting. It a moves a little slowly. It's a funny conclusion when he blows up the, the, the train and he tries to kill Bond with mm. it. But it's mm. it doesn't feature the train as much as the No, other no. I do like the moment when uh, Bond is wondering, now, do I have to get on the train? And Bond, get on the train. And you can see this look in Bond's eye, like, oh, God, you could have told me this earlier. Runs, jumps onto the train, and this old man is like, he's keen to get out. He's kind of, open the door. <laughs> Health and safety. Carry on. <laughs> They're a good moment. Again, you know, there's not a, one, there's not a single one of these that we dislike. We, 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 do, we did enjoy this yeah. one, but we're comparing them, and it's, it's the least entertaining one. Of, a, of an entertaining bunch, it's the least entertaining one. The, the most underwhelm yeah. underwhelming Yeah. Uh, so now I think we are. Uh, this is the end <laughs> for real this time. No. Well, we got one more. We got one more. Yeah, we, we have. We're okay. reaching the end. We're reaching the end. And we're reaching the, the end. end. So, uh, Spectre. 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 we do now and we're back ladies and gentlemen dear listeners so this time it's Spectre the final scene in our episode this week uh, now that the clip this is kind of like from Usher with Love where with the clip we saw was the fight yes but there's also the dinner conversation which kind of mirrors the Casino Royale train dinner although it's not as good and it's not as good and there's also the scene before that where Bond thinks he's going to teach Madeline how to use a gun, but she shows him that she knows exactly how to use a gun, and I don't have to teach you anything. I, there's that little part, too, that's kind of nice. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like the fight with Jaws. It's a, but fighting is... It's brutal. It's brutal. It's, a bit, it's better choreographed, because, I mean, it's Bautista against Daniel Craig. They're not... It's not a giant versus man versus the... Well, uh, in, some, in some respects, it is a giant. Yeah, but he's not... He's what six six three six four. Daniel Craig's like five ele five ten. Yeah, but it, his his bicep is the size of Daniel like Craig's my head. two ass cheeks together. Uh, it's I like know. The, the, well, the, what's his name? Uh, Richard Kier is like seven foot tall. Mm. That's ginormous. Can you imagine a Mr. Hinks Jaws fight? That would last all night. I mean, 
you know what they should do? Mortal Kombat James Bond edition. <laughs> all the henchmen, oh all man. the locations, all the villains. And the Bonds. And the Bonds and the Bond girls. The one, even the ones that don't really fight. Mm, that'd be exciting. That'd be. I mean, well, they're not doing anything. Even if you only VIP. took the ones, even if, even if you only took the ones that fought, you'd have a lot of them. Yeah. You'd have Triple X. You'd have Aki. You'd have, uh, you'd have uh, Honey Rider because she defends herself all her yeah. life. You'd have Wei Lin. You'd have Jinx. Uh, you'd have Pam Bouvier. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. If she trained the circus, she must have some. Yeah, but you'd have like you'd have like seven, eight of them that can really hold their own in the Mortal Kombat arena. Mortal Kombat. That uh, being said, Spectre. So, what do we think about this? Uh, it's derivative of other. Like it, there's a lot of from Russia with love, and as you mentioned, there's a lot of casino whale. So, it's very derivative. Uh, is it better? No. Is it good? Kind of. Kind of wish. I mean, uh, Mr. Inks shows up out of nowhere and <laughs> starts pummeling Bond. Like, have I you noticed that when he, cho- uh, when he uh, judo chops the table, uh, Madeline and gets a big chunk of wood in her face? No, I never noticed. Yeah. That. She gets a bit. They fly straight in her face. Oh. There's no. There's no way to edit around that. It's like. Ah. <laughs> I hope it's a stunt. Uh, stunt woman, for uh, what's her name? Yeah, we don't care about the stunt woman's face. Well, she's getting paid she to get she smashed she's in the face. She's being paid to get smashed <laughs> in the face. I'm sorry, but that's. And they probably they're probably happy when they get scarred. Mm. Like, yeah, I got one. It's like a memory from that movie. Like, look, that's War injuries almost. That's that's battle uh, scars. That's uh, Spectre. Yay. <laughs> She gets. I she can't remember what I did on the film, though. It must have been a really hard yeah. hit. Right. <laughs> I, I'm wondering, did uh, when did Guardians of the Galaxy come out? That would have been the year before. So they were shooting. So we knew him as as Drax. But Hanks, Drax, funny. When they shot that movie, uh, uh, Guardians was uh, wasn't out already. Yes, it was. It was. It's a su- that's the summer of 2014. But they started shooting. Okay. Still, he should have given more to do. Like that's that's always like he shows up in three scenes: the scene where he's introduced, the scene where he's driving a car, and the scene where he dies. Yeah, and that's it. He, he has says one line one of word. that. Like Which, by the way, should be the clip we use when to say we'll be oh back. Oh yeah, no, it's definitely just two-second clip. Shit. <laughs> but yeah, it's underwhelming. I mean. I don't think it's underwhelming at all. I think the fight is awesome. I, it's one of my favorite fights. Really? Yeah. I think it's, I like its, its, its brutality. It looks like, I mean, the joke is that, you know, Bond and Madeline fornicate, uh, you know, to release, <laughs> release the tension. Right um, after. Yeah. So no that, that bruise, no Exactly. That doesn't make any trauma. sense. But the fight itself is superb, I It's find. well choreographed. I, th- I think Daniel Craig, like, hurt himself. Yeah. yeah and he also punched uh, Dave Batista in the face. <laughs> Uh, accidentally. Yeah. But still, it's I, I don't think it's underwhelming. I think what's underwhelming is the dinner scene. I don't think that's... Yeah, that's like what it's, I mean. It's fine. When you, you, as a whole, the dinner scene, like that, that's one of the strongest aspects of Casino Royale. And then when you compare it, like it... it mm. No, it's not the same level. But the level. fight is well choreographed. I agree with that. It's brutal. It is effective. But the, uh, the prelude, the dinner scene... It's like, oh, always alone. Mm. Like, uh, uh, it's like Tell it's me, why did you choose the life of the I of don't an believe assassin? in that relationship, and it hurts the film. Like, I, 
Yeah, well, that's a common criticism of the film. Well, we'll get there when we get there, yeah. but that's a common criticism of, of, of the film. What I do appreciate also about the fight, at the, at the very least, is that uh, if Madeline doesn't shoot Hinks in oh, the arm, Mike Bunn is finished. Like, he looks so haggard. There's that great moment where you can see him. He's trying to land a blow, but he, it's so slow that bon, uh, Hinks just avoids it and sucks him a real good one in the in the chest. And, like he's trying, Bond is grabbing the handle, is trying not to be pushed out of the train, and Batista notices notices it and just like slams, mm, slams yeah. his yeah. hand down. Like Desperation. Yeah. And Hinks is like looks fine, and yeah. Bond is just out of completely out of it. Hinks is barely sweating. Like he gets thrown, he gets burnt. His coat gets gets burned a little bit. Barely throws his jacket off, and he's still like just giving it to 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 to, to Bond as bad as he can. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so, final ranking. Final ranking, I guess. Uh, I so wrote well you, it down you have your list. We'll go through yours first because I can barely remember. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, let me bring it up. Okay, uh, do you want to go from bottom to top? Sure. Okay, at the bottom, the second fight, the second train scene, the subway scene in Skyfall. Uh, the scene with uh, the battle between Bond and T.E. in Live It, Let Die is uh, second to last, so that's number eight. Uh, number seven is the, ba the fight with Jaws in The Spy You Love Me. And now with number six with uh, the uh, Spectre fight. So it's, mm. it's, it's, it's not very high. Uh, above it is Casino Royale at number five. Uh, number four, I have From Russia With Love. Oh, wow, that drops yeah, a little bit. And, and number three, I have the um, Skyfall opening fight. Number two, Octopussy. Mm. Which, I mean, I, I, I we suck because we forgot about it. Octopussy. But <laughs> Octopussy. Uh, it's, it's, it, it, the use of the Bond team, the use of the location, it's, it's number two. And my favorite one, uh, because I grew up with it, I, I played video game, it influences my choice, but GoldenEye. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, from Russia, it went from, well, it had to start at one because it was the first one we talked about, but dropping to four, interesting, interesting. Uh, I guess my ranking would be how many? There are eight of them? Yep, uh, so uh, nine. Nine, so uh, number nine would have to be the London Underground in Skyfall. Mm -hmm. uh, number eight, yeah, thank you, I don't have a list. <laughs> number eight would be, I'm going to go with Live and Let Die. Okay, so far so good. Uh, number seven, I'm going to go with Spectre. Uh, number six, I'm, yeah, but that's your list. Let <laughs> me just give you an idea. <laughs> uh, so after, so what, we have uh, London on the ground, then Live and Let Die, then Spectre, that's uh, the number s uh, so seven. Yeah. Number six is going to be The Spy Who Loved Me. Okay. Uh, number five is going to be the Skyfall uh, Dirt Digger. Dirt Digger? Dirt Digger. What is that, five? Yeah. Uh, four is going to be Goldeneye. Three is going to be Octopussy. Uh, number two is going to be Casino Royale. And number one, from the start to the finish, from back to, f from back to front, uh, from Russia with Love. From Russia with Love. I... I, I I'm not surprised. I know you really enjoy that movie. And but again, but I try to not have that. It's one of those difficult things where yeah, I keep saying it's my favorite, which it is. But I'm like, well, yeah, but I can't let the overall film color my ranking. But the fact of the matter is, that's such an 
awesome sequence that you got the allies, the Bond girl, the Bond villain, Bond himself, plot, character development, uh, you know, the in the uh, not the interrogation, but when he gives her a, a big slap, you know, you know, Kidham's dead, you know, yeah. dead. Like, there's so much that happened, and it's all so well done. It's the one that strives for the most and accomplishes the most, and you get the granddaddy of the fight sequences. And it's on the Orient Express. So that's the. Uh, the it's very romantic. It's very romantic. Yeah. It's it's classic Bond. Yeah. yeah so I, so I, I, I mean, both our things are. Like I, like I said, it, it, this is <laughs> just for fun. But send our, hate tweets to our, at our the Bond complex. Seems, seems to be more or less the same. Our top, it's all on the whack, but it's. They're all they're all great um, they're all great uh, mm. sequences. So I'm because we have number two, number three. I, I, I just we enjoyed them. So well, my Gordon Gordon is number four for me. Yeah, You're your number one. Number one, exactly. uh, which I mean says I a lot because I think it's a fantastic sequence. And I played the video game. I love playing that sequence. I think it's just it's it's almost like a Mexican standoff. I like. I don't remember that level very much. Well, because you got. Uh, hostage situation in Bond's back, and it, uh, Bond's pointing a gun. Oh, in the film. I yeah. think you're referring to the game again. Oh, no, no, no. Um, so, yeah. Um, I think we're done. I think we are done, uh, uh, other than social media. Yeah. Um, where can so we find? Do we, where do we have people? Everywhere. Although, the last time you did it was pretty good, though. I was <laughs> maybe swinging it, swing it back your way the next time. Um, so we have obviously the triple W at the James Bond complex, but I don't know how many people actually visit that. Um, it'd be interesting. I don't know if we could see you the numbers mean, for that. You need that. to start putting articles on that. The, 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 the oh, you know what? I published something on my blog I know, I this week. It, it almost, I almost uh, cried. I was like, mm. yes, but I know you enjoy writing. going to greener, greener pastures, though. Yeah, but I mean, oh, I've written a lot. Do you have any idea? If I include the two film websites. I contribute. You have any idea how many freaking articles I've done over the past five or six years? I, it's okay. I'll go into podcasting exclusively <laughs> now. Yeah, but eh. all right. Anyways, who cares about the blog? Uh, so www.thejamesbondcomplex.com. We have a Facebook page. Search for us at the uh, well, the James Bond Complex. Twitter account at the Bond Complex. Uh, we have an Instagram account. Speaking of beautiful cinematography yeah. and directing, uh, search for us at the James Bond Complex. Uh, we are we are on YouTube. Uh, subscribe and click on the thumbs up. Do your best to avoid clicking on the thumbs down. Search for us at, uh, well not at, search for the James Bond Complex. Uh, you can uh, listen to us and subscribe on uh, Google Play. Can you Google that? I can Google that. You can subscribe. Surpri <laughs> Surprise us by subscribing Surprise to us. Surprise us by subscribing, yeah. <laughs> and finally... Um, I'm an iTunes man, so I certainly strongly encourage everybody to uh, search, uh, subscribe, rate, and give, or review, and give a five-star Golden Gun review on iTunes. Always appreciate it. Somehow helps in the search engines yeah, of some shape or form. Easier. I mean, yeah. the more ratings we got, the more views we get. I mean, m my goal is to rank. There's a website that has all the most popular bond sites. We're not on there yet, mm. but uh, my goal would be to be there uh, sooner than later. Nice. Uh, I, 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 I'm not aiming for number one. I'm aiming to be on the list. Mm. Uh, How many uh, sites appear on this list? Uh, there's a couple of ones there. A couple? The number one, bizarrely, is... Um, but they, 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 are, they have a much stronger brand. Commanderbond.net? No, not even. 
they're not around anymore. I know, that's the joke. Um, it's James Bonding is number one, it's the most popular. But yeah, but you got like top tier co comedians. Yeah. And they're, they're, and as funny as they are, they're, they're, and number two, I think it's James Bond Radio. And after that, I don't remember. <laughs> And then there's everybody. Well, I mean, podcaster, podcasters, where you're on a job, uh, a job pod, uh, 007. Job pod. A, a job pod. A job, a job pod. I think I know them, although I don't think I've listened on it. Yeah. Um, I'm a little bit partial to, I do like, um, I, I can't remember what they are. I was about to say. I think Bondcast is in, on there. Yeah, that might Some be the people, one. they don't post as often as yeah. others. We're, we've been pretty steady for a year. Yeah, since the launch, well, year launched in february we're we recording in october so yeah no oh, god bless the back catalog god bless yeah. god bless 10 hour long saturdays oh. recording four or five episodes i mean i'm still sore from that weekend <laughs> um and we're also individually on twitter i'm at double o pop the word double underscore oh underscore pop i'm at matt Claire with two t's and just as James Bond is always one to return, so too will the James Bond complex return with, I believe, our Halloween episode. If this yes. if the release schedule works, the Halloween episode. Yes, because we're releasing. Uh, by the time this is coming out, we've released the Casino uh, Royale in concert review yeah. discussion. Yeah. Th this and then our Halloween special, which will be released a little bit earlier yeah. than usual. Yeah, Halloween so is on a Wednesday. We release on a Wednesday, but we figured, well, that's a little last minute. So uh, we'll work on the ed in the editing bay a little bit quicker than usual to get it probably on Monday. Maybe, hey, if it's really, really cool, maybe on that weekend before. Yeah. Maybe on the weekend. We'll see. So James Bond, the James Bond Complex will return with our Halloween special. Toujours un plaisir. Merci. À la prochaine. <laughs>